0: thank you so much for joining us for another weekly devotional i know i missed i think last week we were crazy busy we had a big youth youth event coming out with kingdom youth and everything and after the whole event i was tired and i was like i'm gonna take a little bit of time to rest this week so that's that's what i did we didn't get a devotional made but i am ready to continue today and i'm going to be talking about today how god will give you provision for his vision Because we've kind of been talking a little bit about, you know, the calling of God for our lives and how to know what we're called to do and walking in our call. And today I'm going to talk about God bringing the provision for his vision or bringing provision so you can accomplish the call he has for your life. You know, because when God calls us to do something, he's not just going to say, "Okay, this is what you want to do. This is what I called you to do, now do it, you know, and give you nothing to help you with, give you no direction, give you no power to back it up, you know, not give you the wisdom. Like he's there to help you every single step of the way. He's there to help guide you. He's there to give you the wisdom to accomplish what you need to do if you seek him. He's he's there to give you the ability and the grace to do things that you feel like I couldn't do otherwise. You know, he has the Holy Spirit to guide you and to teach you and you know, to reveal all things to you. So he gives you everything he can possibly give you so that we're able to be successful in life so that we're able to fulfill the call he has for us. You know, he'll come alongside of us and give us the ability to do it. Now, the first thing we've got to understand, though, when it comes to having provision for the vision or for his vision starts with Matthew 633. This is basically the key right here. It says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. We need to make sure that we are putting God first over our selfish needs or selfish desires. You know, it's even possible to get selfish with the calling that God has for us, where we see, you know, God will show us something that we're we're called to do. You know, we know inside of us, like I'm called to be a minister. I'm called to preach. I'm called to sing. I'm called to, you know, whatever it is you know, I'm called to start businesses, you know, he'll, he'll reveal that to you. And we know that God's a big God. So he has big vision, which is a great thing, you know, because he, and he wants us to have great vision. But we've got to make sure that when we understand what we're called to do, we don't allow pride to come in. And we start thinking we're better than everybody else, our calls better than someone else's call, you know, or, or get into pride and in thinking that we've got to make it happen ourselves and don't listen to instruction, don't listen to other people, don't seek God first, but we make our calling and our vision our God rather than God. And I want to make sure you guys are listening, you know, and you are beginning to walk in the call for your life. So make sure you 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 keep yourself humble. You know, do checks, do heart checks. Say why am I doing this? Why am I wanting to fulfill the call of my God the call on my life? Am I seeking after God? Am I doing it for His righteousness? And I'm doing it to grow His kingdom so that more souls can be entered into the kingdom of heaven? Or am I doing it for my own glory, for my own riches, for my own fame? You know, the way I wanna do it, how I wanna do it, when I wanna do it. And we've got to make sure that we have God first as priority. Seek God and his kingdom and his righteousness and then these things shall be added unto you. So we've got to make sure that we keep God first and we don't replace that with our calling. And sometimes it can it can be tricky because when you have a calling inside of you, it's something you're very passionate about. It's something you, that drives you. You know, it's sometimes it can be your only focus and that's all you focus on. And everything else is a distraction and everything else is a hindrance and everything else, you know, can be on the wayside because you've got to the calling on your life, you know. And it becomes this dragging this this huge this huge huge passion this, which is good you have to have the passion to fulfill the call but also make sure you balance it so that that passion doesn't become your sole focus And your vision doesn't become your sole focus on everything, but God first. And through God, you will accomplish the vision and you will accomplish the call he has for you. You know, because it's a step-by-step process. There's seasons. There's times when when you're fulfilling your call that everything's great. There's other times when you're walking out the call that it just seems impossible or really hard. You know, there's some times where you'll, you'll be sitting there and you're like, God, is this even really where you called me to be in the first place? You know, but we've got to make sure that we're humble enough to always seek him in his will in all of those seasons and all of those circumstances so we can stay faithful to walk in him fulfill the call and see the provision for what he's called us to do because where he places you he will bring provision for you now if you're outside the will of God and you're trying to do your own thing and build up your own kingdom you're not going to get the provision you know it'll be hard it'll be a struggle things will keep happening things will keep coming up you know, that'll destroy your finances over and over and over and over and over and over again. You'll feel like you're not growing, you know. And sometimes you, there's a lot of things you can look at, too, when it comes to that. I don't want to get into a whole teaching because there's a lot more on understanding finances that I don't have the time to get into today. I want to mainly focus on are you putting God's, God first? Are you pursuing God or are you pursuing your own kingdom? Um, so remember, if it's God's will, it's his bill. It's not your will. It's God's will. So just remember, are you building your kingdom or are you building God's kingdom? The next thing we gotta make sure is that we obey his instructions. God's provision comes when we follow his instructions and he'll tell you what to do. And you've got to do it despite how crazy or impossible it may seem at the time. You know, if God gives you instructions, follow them, you know, and seek him. And it's okay to ask like, hey, God, is this really you? Like, is this really what you want me to do? You know, and seek that peace as I talked about earlier. And if you didn't listen to it, I would encourage you to go back and listen to the podcast on hearing the voice of God and how I can hear the voice of God. Because it'll become imperative when it comes to, you know, following your call. You've got to be able to hear his voice and his leading into what you're supposed to do. Um, so if you want to you can go back and listen to those because it'll give you more clarity on that particular subject especially when it talks about you know following his instructions and what he tells you to do when it comes to your finances and believing in him to stand for finances and to stand and believe in provision for what he's called you to do you know Deuteronomy 28 1 says now it will be if you will diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God Be careful to do his commandments, which I'm commanding you today. Then the Lord your God will set you high above the nations of all the earth. And then Deuteronomy 28 continues to go into how he will bless them, how he will multiply them, how they will be the head and not the tail. You know, so much in there. And it all comes down to obeying the instructions of God. So if you want God to bless you in your calling, you know, what what he's called you to do and the vision that he's placed before you, Make sure you obey his instructions. Don't You know, like the Israelites, they were trying to take the promised land on their terms, how they thought they wanted to, and they didn't listen to the instruction of God. And because they didn't listen to his instructions, it was a long time before they received and were able to walk into and enter into the promised land because they couldn't obey the instructions he set out before them. You know, he wanted them to reach the promised land. That was part of his vision. That was his calling for them. He wanted them to walk in the fullness of their provision, to eat from the land of milk and honey, you know, to have the bread, to live in safety. But because they couldn't obey the instructions that he told them to do, that he set out for them, they were unable to access and walk in the full calling because they couldn't listen they were rebellious against God so make sure you're not rebellious towards God you know and if you miss it say okay God you know what I'm sorry I missed it where do you want me to go you know what do you want me to do how do I need to adjust this so that I can walk in your provision for the calling in my life and we can see all it through through many different biblical examples of how God's first God gave instructions and then it was followed with provision. You know, when God multiplied the wine, his first miracle. Jesus gave instructions. He said, "Take these jars, Fill them with water and pour them and serve it to the guests. So the, the, the servants, that wouldn't make any sense to them, okay, we're just giving them water. This isn't wine, but okay, he tells us to do it, so we'll do it, you know? So they grabbed the jugs, filled them with water, and then poured, poured the jugs, and as they poured it out, it became wine. So the miracle took place because they followed the instructions God gave them. The same thing when, when Jesus multiplied the fish and the bread in Matthew 14, you can go and read it 14, 16 through 19 is where it's at. So Matthew 14, 16 through 19 is when Jesus multiplied the fish and the bread. It says he, he asked his disciples, what do we have? You know, I want to feed all these people. And the disciples are freaking out. They're like, we can't feed this many people. We only have, you know, a few loaves of bread and some fishes, five loaves of bread and two fishes. He's like, how are we going to feed all these people? And Jesus said, no, bring what we have to me. It says he blessed it. He broke it. Then he broke it to the disciples. That means the disciples got the broken pieces of the bread and the fish. And then he instructed his disciples. Now you go and distribute it to the people. So the disciples received instruction. They went and followed that instruction. And in obeying that instruction, the provision came. And as they broke the bread, it was multiplied. And the people had more than enough. You know, you can have, God can make big things with little amounts. You know, he can carry you to lots of locations with a little bit of money. You can look at Lester Summerall. God God instructed Lester Summerall, I called you to preach, go and find you know, this minister who's down under, you know, and, and Lester Summerall took that. Oh, he's he must be in Australia. This minister is in Australia. So Lester, Lester Sumrall left the states $12 in his pocket to travel the world to Australia. And God made provision through him along the whole way. The same with Pastor Rodney. He received a call from God to come to the United States, you know, as a missionary to come here and preach the gospel. He took his entire family with only three hundred dollars. That's all they had. But God multiplied it. God blessed them and God provided for them so he could accomplish the vision that he had set before him. So we've got to make sure that we obey his instructions when he gives it to us if we want to walk in the provision that he has for our lives. If we want to walk in the provision to accomplish the vision. Also, last thing to help check yourself, you know, cuz I want you guys to, you know, to think about this too. It says if you can't trust in God, Now for your finances, you won't be able to trust in him to accomplish your call in your life. You've got to start small. You've got to start where you're at. And the first thing to do is say, okay, how do you know if you trust God with your finances? Are you faithful in tithing and offering? That's very easy instruction, you know. God says, "If I, how can I trust you? If I can't trust you with the mammon, you know, the wealth of this world, how can I trust you with heavenly things? So if he can't trust you to be obedient to give just ten percent of your your income in offerings, then how can he trust you with the greater wealth? How can he trust you to accomplish a vision? You know, if you can't, if you can't believe him to give him what, you know, to give him just a ten percent." You know, to say, God, I have faith in you. You're the God of my finances. I'm going to give you my my 10 percent because I have trust in you that you're my provider and not me. That's what giving does. So if that's something, you know, you're like, well, I want to I want to do all these great things. I want to see God do all this good stuff. Great. But are you faithful in the little? Are you faithful with your little offering? Because if you can't be faithful with the little offering, you're not going to be faithful with the big stuff. You know, he can't trust you for the massive provision to accomplish the vision. If you can't trust him with the simple, small things that you have. So make sure you, you know, heart check on yourself and say, Okay, God, I want to make sure I trust you in all things. I want to make sure you're first in my life so that I can accomplish the vision you have for me because you're first and I will seek your kingdom and your righteousness. Again, thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope you were blessed by this, this uh, podcast and God bless.